Hello, I'm John Elliott and welcome to Spot On, the podcast that talks to people involved in business and public life about ideas to help Britain win. My background is manufacturing, I love making things, and I'm always looking for ideas, policies, products and services that makes this country a better place. That means they are spot on. Joining me today is Mike Hutchinson, Managing Director of NTG, Precision Engineering. Mike led the team that completed the management buyout of the company a few years ago and has delivered consistent growth and is currently looking at moving to newer, larger premises. Welcome, Mike. I think it's a good start if we can. Just give me a background feel for what NTG is all about. NTG is a precision engineering business. We we work to find tolerances, uh, making components uh, and tooling for um, various different sectors, everything from oil and gas sector through to energy sector to um, into a little bit of aerospace, but also into now getting into in the EV uh, market and battery battery making as well, which is uh more recent, uh, very addition. fashionable, uh, <laughs> very fashionable, and uh, and certainly something that I think has got a real opportunity in the in the uh, in the in the region and also in the country. Yeah, let's hope so. Anyway, so you're about small batches, really, uh, precision work. It must be how many customers do you have? I mean, I we've probably got a, uh, about a hundred different customers, but uh, I would say there's probably around twenty that really are the are the core of the business at this moment in time, um, and uh, they 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 are right the way across a variety of different sectors which is which is gives us great re, uh, resilience i think when it comes to different uh, swings in markets whether it's uh, the oil and gas market going up or down whether it's the food sector going up or down whether it's the energy sector going up or down you know we we've been we've seen the the benefit of that uh, that cross market capability uh, over the years how have you found the last two years because things have gone more up and down than ever haven't they i've ne- in 50 years in manufacturing i've never known anything like this um Problem after problem, supply chain, yeah, not big problems, but always something different and, and distorting the rhythm. I've never known anything like it. Has yeah. it been the same for you? Uh, it has been the same for us, although we've been very lucky that our, our sectors are, because we've been associated with the food, because we've been associated with the energy sector, the uh, the business has been continuing to get demand. It's been, you know, we've been very much in business all the, t- all the way through this process, been very lucky in that sense. Um but I also think that yeah, you're absolutely right. The the um, this pandemic has thrown problems at people, but I think in manufacturing, with that's what we do. We solve problems on a day to day basis, and I think uh, I think this has just been like yes, more extreme. That's maybe it, where we're more different actually, because <coughs> because we're more volume orientated. Um, supply chain problems just cause havoc. You know, we can't do anything. We've got to we make batches in long runs, uh, so. It's difficult to describe the distortion. One component is enough to throw us out, and we can't do anything else. Yeah, different for us because most of our most of our work is based on raw materials. So, so until recently, we've actually been we've been quite uh, quite lucky in terms of the uh, that the availability of raw materials has been good. But uh, obviously, with the the current conflict around the world, I think this is this is also causing us causing causing more issues more recently. Um, and even more reason why actually we need to become more as a country. We actually need to become much more resilient and actually thinking about investment. I think we've in got to be careful. We don't overreact because this is yeah. unusual. It's not going to continue. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying that for two years now and being wrong um, <laughs> because I was at a meeting recently for, with, with manufacturers, and all of them said the same thing. They've increased their stock levels because of the shortage of components, and then wonder why lead times have gone out. Yeah, it's, it's the same as the toilet roll problem. <laughs> and, you know, if every if everyone responds, and, and like the petrol problem we had as well, and if you don't respond and become unreasonable, you don't get any petrol. So yeah. we, 
the behaviour of humans gets in the way. And that's where we lack control. I think there's, we've got to try and, because we're all doing it for good reasons, but it gets out of hand. Yeah, I agree. As someone described to me, it's a bit like swallowing a snake. You know, the, the, the economy is trying to swallow a snake at the moment. That's something I've never done, actually. <laughs> well, it's something I've never done either, thankfully. But, but it is one of those things that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the snake swallowing that, that, that rabbit or that, uh, that large, large piece of prey. And it's just work, gradually working its way through the system at the moment. And I think that's what we're seeing. I think we're seeing some, some short-term issues that are gradually just working their way through the, through the process. And ultimately, hopefully, it'll all stabilise. Um, but I, what I am hoping is that as a result of the problems that have been going on, there'll, there'll be a continued focus on investment in the UK and creating shorter um, well, I, supply yeah, lines. I think we should do that for other reasons. Yeah. I think we'll never get the UK economy to be sound without more manufacturing. Aye. We can't live on technology. You can't eat it. You can't <laughs> wear it. You can't live in it. Yeah. You know, and, and those boring things that we all need, like clothes to wear, a roof over our head, food on the table, are done by people at quite a low skill level, actually, people who learn the skills on the job. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we what I would what I would also say is I, I totally believe in we need more manufacturing in the UK. Absolutely, Abs- not negotiable. Th- yeah, but I think we've got to be careful. You know, if you think of the strategy for the successive governments as being pie in the sky, in my opinion, what they say is we need to train more people with higher skills to make high value added products which we export. If you ask the question, who are we going to train what and who we're going to sell it to, you get a silence. It's just pie, and it sounds good, doesn't it? And what we've got to do is look at the resources we've got today, and how can we get the most out of them? Yeah, I would agree to I would agree to a certain extent. However, I, we in our business, and I'm looking, I'm obviously focused on my business. The level of skills that we require, it's not to say that you can't train people to do that. And we, what I would like to see is, I'd like to see less people being, you know, trained or, or taken away to do um, degrees and uh, or uh, apprenticeships that are that are not actually focused on manufacturing. And I would rather have see see those people coming in to do higher skilled jobs and train them potentially through the process. Absolutely. And that's our biggest problem. People wasting their time in our education system. Yeah. I honestly believe that's the biggest resource of labour that's misplaced. It's people that are kept under school to be 18 that want to get out and just do simple jobs that we need. Working yeah. in supermarkets and then developing from there. They would learn more and develop more by getting out in the real world rather than learning how to do quadratic equations. I, to- I totally agree. And even in universities, someone once said to me, what you should do is learn on the morning and do it on the afternoon. If you spend four years learning something, the chance of it being relevant to your job is zero. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that what we need is we need people to actually come in and do proper, you know, proper learn proper skills, and I think that that will be beneficial for the for the for the business, yeah. for the education. I think for the I think I would use rather the word appropriate skills. Yeah, what we need today, not what somebody in Westminster thinks is a good idea or a good soundbite, something that's real life. Even today, we talk about the government saying they're going to try and have more high-skilled jobs. Um, and it's, the wrong, it's the wrong answer. A job should be productive. Not, we look at the job as giving someone high income. A job is to deliver something useful. So is, is there not, for me, I think there's an issue here about, um, about uh, the, the sort of um, understanding or the visibility or the, or the view of what manufacturing is. And I think there's still this, there's this, still this sense that it is a dirty... You know, um, dark satanic mills full of uh, full of people that are going to get whipped. You know, it's far from the truth. You know, we we've got a high class facility. We've got a high class facility now that is clean. Um, people and I, I like to use the analogy: people come in, you can go and sit at a computer, and you can spend fifteen in, sit in front of a computer that's fifteen hundred pounds in terms of value, or you can come and run a five hundred thousand pound machine that's that's more expensive than a Ferrari, and I'm going to put you in charge of that on a day to day basis. You know, is it, 
for me, I think the perception that a lot of youngsters have of um, of manufacturing is still that it's a dark, horrible, dirty environment. And yes, there are some manufacturing businesses. But I, I think like there's some people actually. Their choice would be to do a job that we would consider quite repetitive, and I think not highly skilled, but needs responsibility. And I think that's about attitude. We've got to have the desire to want to work and do some boring jobs. Lots of jobs to get volume. You've got to make it boring. If if to if to make one of our dehumidifiers requires high skills, we'd have variable quality. We've got to make it so it's very difficult to make it wrong. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and make it easy to make. And find people who want to do a repetitive job that most people think is boring. But a lot of those people exist, you know, and, and, and we need them. Um, and the, the idea to keep them on at school to 18, to learn quadratic equations, when they'd be far better off developing themselves. See, I, I think rather than education, we need more child development. Education is part of that. Yeah, no, it's an, inter- it's an, interesting, it's an interesting view. I mean, I think... You know, we're slightly at the different end that we need people who are running, to run those Ferraris. As That's I, right. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the people, there are far many, far too many people still trying to go into university. And the, a lot of the engineers, the really high skilled engineers that we have in our business now would probably have gone off to university uh, wrongly, in my view, now because that's where they would have been pushed by the education yes. system. And the parents. Yeah, and potentially. And Ambitious parents are a big danger. Yeah, and, and, and there is a place for that. But, I mean, we're, we're about to, you know, we're looking to acquire a business uh, soon. And part of that business, you know, the, the, some of the people in that business have gone all the way through that business. They've started off as an apprentice. They've worked, worked their way up. They've been a supervisor. They've been a production manager. They've gone on and done a degree sponsored by the company. They've then gone on and done a PhD. You know, all of that is for me. That is, the, if if someone's got that ability to do it, I would rather see them doing that through a through a business that's sponsoring them to get there and supporting them, and ultimately they're they're staying within the business and growing and getting educated. That and they've got no debt. They've they've earned absolutely along the way. Right. They've earned along the way, and they can spend that money in the economy. Absolutely right. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely right. I think that's got to be changed. But I'm afraid ambitious parents and all kinds of things force people to go down these routes. Uh, and, and in our recruitment, we look for two, three things. We call it ask. Attitude, skills, and knowledge. Skills and knowledge you can train. Attitude is the one you've got to find. That's the one that doesn't really vary. That you're born with that, generally. Um, and, and it's for different jobs. If you've got to stand on a boring production line, you need someone who who's, suits that. And there are people who suit that. We, we need choice, don't we? We need choice, so we use everybody in the population, not just the clever people who can design digital systems, which you can't eat, drink, or wear. Um, <laughs> and we need that as well. We need digital. We use digital a lot now. It's a useful aid. But we've still got to get people doing boring tasks for, for our lives to be reasonably good. Well, it's, it's, like any good it's like any good football team. You know, you don't have all goalkeepers, you don't have all strikers, you don't have all midfield. You know, you have a, a real range yeah, but, of people look, across I, the team. I'm from the North East. We don't have good football teams. <laughs> You never know. We might get there someday. Um, no, but it's. But I think it's that. Te- it's that team. And, and, and you're right. Everybody. We need a real variety. You need of choice. People. You, you need choice. You need variety of people and skills. Well, the, we were recently visited by. Well, a couple of years before the pandemic, actually, by a, a local school, and one of the teachers was heard to say, "If you don't stick in at school, you'll end up working here." Uh, how 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 wrong wrongly places well, that comment? And some people, it's right for them. We've got us. Everyone doesn't want a PhD on quadratic equations. A lot of yeah. people just want to go to work, do a good job, and go home. Yeah, and 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 use that money to support whatever they have in their own interest. Absolutely interests. right. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Because it, as you say, it isn't everyone. Not everyone wants to be 
you know, leading a company, not everybody wants to be... Um, Fortunately, not other people can do it. That's why you and I can get that job. It's just as well as people who are not as ambitious. Yeah. But it, you just need different people. And we need to look at our existing resources. How can we get the most out of them? Not how we can pay the highest wages. Yeah. You know, a good job seems to be, in my opinion, uh, this is what people, politicians say, is it's one that's highly paid, overworked. You get paid if you don't work. You get paid if there's no work to do. And that's useful for the person, but it's not right for the economy. Uh, people have different different elements of that of, of what makes what satisfies them why they come to work. Sometimes it's security, sometimes it's money, sometimes it's there's lots of different. It's all of those things. All of those. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's not only money. No, all money is very important. Exactly. So, so you've grown twenty percent a year, which is quite dramatic, really, isn't it? Um, I I always thought because I started a business with one person, or one man and a dog. Yeah. Um, and then the man left. <laughs> uh, so. And I reckon every time you double the number of employees, it gets changes. Going from one person to two is a big difference. Two to four is a big difference. Four to eight. So every time you double the number of people you employ, it seems to be a different type of business. In other words, a business only twenty employing twenty people is totally different to one employing five. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. And have um, you found the same? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think uh, we over the last over the last uh, two years, what well, since I've been there, the, we've we've uh, the business has. Has ev- is evolving all the time, and I think what we've realised, and what the team realised when when we when we came and joined the business, is that that actually that they they'd reached a point where they couldn't, they, they needed a new set of support, new set of skills to help do that next stage, uh, whether that was investment, but also managerial skills, ex- and lo- lots of different other sort of business development skills as well, you know, to continue that growth journey, um, and that's what we what we brought to it. But you're absolutely right, and. What we're trying to do wherever we can, though, is continue to recruit from inside wherever we can. So we're trying to recruit the pipeline. So our, you know, we're getting apprentices in, involved. We're looking at uh, other recruitment. So we can continually develop those people so that as we go and we go to the next stage, you've then got also those people ready to be for there for that for that for that next right. leap. Every business has a specific culture, and and everyone doesn't isn't suitable in the same culture. So some people will join you and leave. Because it isn't right for them, and that's and there's nothing wrong with that, is there? No. And and if you've got the culture right, people will join the, accelerate or continue the movement in that culture. But occasionally, you've got to change some of the ways you work, and that's quite difficult actually. When if you get to certain sizes, you've got to. But it's mainly that's mainly management at the top have got to change their strategies. Yeah, it's an interesting one that because I, you know, as one of the things that I, I one of the things I love about our, our business is the culture of the business, and it, and it's it's a real. Um, it's a, it's got a low hierarchy in the business. There's no ego about the business. It's about customers. It's about precision. It's about service. Um, and I think that's what stands the business in, in good stead. The challenge for us is how do you how do you change the processes, as you just said, to be able to be a bigger business, but at the same time you don't abandon that culture because that culture is actually what has made the business successful with its with its uh, customers, as well as its as well as a, a great place to work and why people want to come and work for us, you know. And as you said, not everybody survives in, this, in ours. We expect we expect a lot of, of it's very of healthy team. for them yeah. and you actually. Yeah. If it's not the right job, move on. There's, there's one. There's a the right job somewhere for you. Yeah, and I but I always say you know even if you've made the right choice, if we've made the wrong choice of someone, we look after people still. We'll make sure that we can help them. Move on. Absolutely. And I think that's the right thing to do as well. You know, you want to do the right things by people. Always do the right thing, whatever yeah. that means. Yes. Um, we, we spent a lot of time debating what our philosophy would be, and we came to the conclusion the most important value was fairness. I think that's very good. We, we dismissed honesty fairly early, actually, because <laughs> I don't mind people saying I look great. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, dishonesty is a bad thing yeah. if, with the intent, but we all have 
don't always tell the truth for good reasons, don't we? Because it's, you know, um, but, but fairness, but that's also a two-way street. I'm fair to you, you're fair to me, and you're fair to him. So we're all fair to each other. It's a two-way street. It doesn't mean you've got to be soft or right. you're just fair. Yeah, and I think that's a really good one because I think every, you know, honesty is on ev- is a bit trite, really, and it can be on everybody's thing. But it, if people aren't honest, you know, you, you almost take that for granted. that in You've a, got to be reasonably honest, honest. But, I yeah. mean, we might sometimes say something because it isn't very kind. Yes. Uh, exactly. Which is quite reasonable to do that, in my opinion. Well, that's fine. But at least you're being fair to someone as well. Well, thank you, Mike. It's been very interesting talking to you. And thank you for listening. Join me for another spot on soon.